So a lot of times we're on social media and we're seeing these things about burnout. Take a vacation and take time off and rest more. And that's going to help you recover from burnout. And that's not right. (laughs) The only thing that's going to help you holistically recover from burnout is restructuring the way that you live your life. Black women are tired. In a world that constantly demands more from Black women, I am giving Black women permission to join me in actively opting out of societal expectations that are weighing us down. The Black Women Opt Out is more than just a podcast. It's a movement towards owning our freedom, reclaiming our time, and opting in to softer expectations for ourselves. Join me, Deandra Coleman, on this transformative journey as I explore insightful conversations, practical strategies, and inspiring stories that resonate with your soul. Once again, welcome to the Black Woman Opt Out podcast. I am Deandra Coleman, and today we have Simone Little as our fantastic expert. Let me just let you know a little bit about Simone. Simone has a vibrant and commanding personality that draws you in. As an operations architect, that sounds sexy, with over 10 years of experience as a multiple business owner, she shares her real world advice. This experience, along with her focus on the four Ps, priorities, productivity, processes, and planning, equip her to ideally address audiences keen on growth strategies and what they can do to scale their business and balance their lives. Welcome to the Black Women Opt Out. Hi, Deanna. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for joining. Um, So as you know, my whole mission right now is, is helping Black women opt out of things that are no longer serving them, opting out of the stressors of life, right? So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience, let us know how you kind of have become this operations architect and how that really relates to reducing stress in people's lives. Yeah, so I'm happy to be here. Um, And as you mentioned, my name is Simone, and I really specialize in helping Black women to structure their lives and their schedules so they can fall into their natural energy patterns, and I do that by way of operations. So when we hear operations, a lot of times you think about something that is super structured and specific, and if you're in business, you're thinking about uh, SLPs and things like that, but honestly, operations is just the way you run your life run your business, your life, the things that you allow to happen. And it really deals with intentionality. And so I have been working over the past 10 plus years to help women live more intentional lives, meaning that they get to do the things that they want to do more of and things that they want to do less of. Because a lot of times when we're doing more of what we hate, it is stress inducing. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So intentionality is the key here. Um, So let's talk a little bit about that. How can or how do you work your clients through this process of frantic and frenzied, right, Um, to the point where they're feeling burnt out? Many of us are there right now. We're just like, I am I, I don't even know up from down anymore. You know, I'm just 
tired all the time. I don't really have any passion, any more purpose. Like I'm just burnt out and I don't know what to do right now. When somebody comes to you with those um, problems, right? How, what is the first step that you kind of take them through? Well, first I have to educate them on how recovering from burnout actually works. So a lot of times we're on social media and we're seeing these things about burnout, take a vacation and take time off and rest more. And that's going to help you recover from burnout. And that's <laughs> not right. <laughs> the only thing that's going to help you holistically recover from burnout is restructuring the way that you live your life. And that could be a major adjustment and it takes some brain power. And when you're already tired, it's really hard to have that brain power. Mm -hmm. So my clients come to me and I act and operate as that second brain for them helping them to work through their struggles, overcoming their mindset blocks and really restructuring their lives to lean more into what they love. And I make sure they know this doesn't mean that you're going to have immediately have the lifestyle that you that you want, but you're going to be working closer and closer to something that feels manageable for you that allows you to wake up with a uh, with a portion of joy every day. So you're not really being overwhelmed and depressed by your life. Right. Um, and so the first thing we do, I kind of take a deep dive into all the things that they have going on. I go over what their life looks like and why it looks like that. Anyone can tell you what's going on, but until you dig deep enough to understand, well, why are these the things that you've allowed in your life? Mm -hmm. So we can actually find options that allow you to still do the things necessary, but maybe do them differently. Mm. So this idea of acting as somebody's kind of second brain is really intriguing to me. And I can see, and, and I felt it almost immediately, right? Like this kind of like relaxing, like somebody else has got this, right? Somebody else is coming in, in like clutch, right? Like saving me because my brain is just so fried. And that's where I was a few months ago, quite honestly, I was done. Like I could not figure anything out. I just knew that if I kept that pace, that something really bad was going to happen, you know? And, and, and that's when I really started my own opt-out movement and saying like, Deandra, what are the things that are causing you this stress? And am I able to eliminate them? Yes, then let's do that. If it's a no, kind of like you were saying, like how do you restructure it or how do you give it less power? Um, and, as you were talking, like you, you mentioned social media. One of my things, quite honestly, was removing Instagram and Facebook from all of my devices. And I was like, and I've been on a social media uh, cleanse, if you will. I've kept LinkedIn because that's just my professional networking, you know. And so it's 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 different than Instagram and Facebook. Um, and this pressure that was always there to have to create content, to have to post something, to have to have something witty to say and great photos and all of these things. And it's really been a benefit to the point where I'm like, I probably need to get back on for my business, but I'm like, I don't really want to. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And that's, and that's so common, like, especially if you own a business, but you also need to be able to freely live your life in a way where social media isn't a negative impact. You need the positives without the negatives. And so that's where I really get into my, my clients and the people that I work with. We talk about auditing your assets. Like, what do you have to get the job done? Mm -hmm. 
that needs to happen. So it's like, hey, you need to be on Instagram for your business, but you don't actually want to be on Instagram. Can you hire somebody? If not, can you use a scheduler and just post the content mm. and have it auto post the content and then make a schedule for once a week to re-download the app, engage, and then delete the app again? Uh-huh. Like those type of workarounds are what really help my clients. It's not just about sometimes we sometimes we have to, right? We have to completely eliminate something mm-hmm. in order to feel a certain way before we can strategize and approach how we're going to go back into it. Um, but that's again where I act as a second brain. My clients are overwhelmed. They're not going to think about those type of things. Yeah. They don't know the options that they can have. Mm-hmm. So I come in and figure out, all right, why did why did you delete Instagram? Why were you using it before? How can we make this healthier? And then we go into implementation and I keep them accountable. And as they start working through like their mindset blocks and the things that they have that prevent them from doing the work, we work through that in real time. Yeah, that's wonderful. So can we please discuss your expertise in creating a lifestyle that limits stress and increases productivity. This is one of your actual speaking topics. Am I correct in that? Okay. Yes, yes it is. And so what I like to do is aligning your energy to the things that you have going on in your life. And so that's really important because our body naturally has energy highs, energy lows, it flows and goes. And what we neglect to do is that we'll make a schedule for ourselves and we're just putting this stuff anywhere. And it's not getting done. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult to do. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're crying through it, right? And that could, right. that could be from cooking dinner. <laughs> that could be from doing laundry. That can be from, you know, working. It could be from when you're scheduling your meetings. That's just life in general, right? And so what I like to do is to classify tasks mm-hmm. um, with my clients. I classify them as hard, easy, and neutral. And we talk about our natural body rhythm. So when do you feel the most tired? When do you think that you need a cup of coffee? When do you feel good and like you can accomplish anything? And some of my clients say, well, that's all the time. In reality, it's not. So we go through our days (laughs) and we really think about, okay, during the week on Tuesdays around two o'clock, I start to drag. I can't do anything else. All right, wonderful. We look at those tasks and how we allocated them. What are the really easy things that you have going on in your life that you can plug in right there? Mm. It don't take a lot of brain power. And you can get through it a lot quicker and a lot easier. When you have more energy, more focus, what are those hard tasks, those things that are difficult for you to do? Not because they're difficult talent-wise, but they're difficult because they take a significant amount of focus. Yes. Let's put those there. You'll get them done a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. That I mean, that's, that's so smart. Um, one of the things that I have learned about myself is that I cannot do anything that requires like real brain power or requires interaction with people before 10 a.m. I have a hard double digit 10 a.m. start time for work for, you know, don't call me before 10 a.m. unless it's an emergency, right? Don't text me. I probably won't respond. Um, Like 10 a.m. is just my marker where I know that I've had enough time, like I protect my mornings. That's really important to me, Mm. my mornings, you know, where I get up and I go for, you know, whatever cardio I'm doing that morning. I take my dog for a walk. I eat my breakfast. I feed him, right? I have my cup of coffee and then I can deal with everything else at 10 a.m., right? So, So that is what I've learned about myself. But 
that took so long for me to get to and for me to accept that that's just how I'm wired because we've all read the books that, you know, greatness is made at 5 a.m., 5 a.m. club. You got to be up and, you know, work out first thing in the morning to get your stuff going. And then, you know, if you're not up at 5 a.m., you're you're not productive. You're not part of the top 10% of productivity or whatever all mm-hmm. of that nonsense is. And I would try it. Like, I would really be like, you need to be up at 5 a.m. because you want to be a millionaire. Millionaires are made at 5 a.m. And I finally had to give that shit up. I was like, this (laughs) ain't for me. (laughs) So God, if that means I'm not going to be a millionaire, then I mean, I guess I'm going to have to be okay with it because you made me this way. (laughs) Yeah, ain't no change in it. Like, I cannot do that 5, 6 a.m., and like get up and go. That's just not who I am. Now I can work at eleven o'clock at night. See, watching Real Housewives. You Listen, know, I can do that. Absolutely. Don't find me at five a.m. Nope. And I love that you made that assessment about yourself. You're talking about how you know you hear that atmosphere of whoever the experts say they are that you have to do this. And I was just t- talking to my 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 Instagram audience today, and I was like, the problem is. We're up here looking, listening to people who don't personally know us. Right. They don't know our lives. They don't know how we're made up. They don't know our routine. And so we're taking their advice that they're giving out to the general public as an umbrella uh, a, a solution for the mm-hmm. thing that we're trying to fix without knowing us. And we're taking it and then we're frustrated that it don't work without realizing these people ain't never met us before. And if they have, how brief has it been? How deep have, have they dug? Yeah. And, yeah. and it can be hard. Yes. And then they don't, it it makes you feel badly about yourself, right? Like you start judging yourself because you're, you're pitting yourself against other people who maybe that is their strong suit, but that's just not yours. And I remember having those feelings of guilt or you're, maybe you're just not able to cut it. Maybe you're not good enough because all of the experts say that this, 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 and this. And I love when, um, Ariana Huffington came out with her like rest or sleep. What was it? I can't remember. Um, it was something around sleep. Rest right? is, is, is revolutionary. I, I think that's I'm a black, that's a black woman quote. I think that's a black woman. Rest is revolutionary. We're going to claim. <laughs> Ariana Huffington came out with something about like just sleep and how it is, you know, so necessary to kind of your day or what have you. And that was part of the beginning of like sleeping and resting, being recognized as a superpower, right? Like, and not having this whole grind of that 5 a.m. club type of thing. Um, I think maybe it was called Thrive. Now I'm drawing a blank, but anyways, um, you know, and then as more and more black women have started openly saying like, I am tired, like not tired, tired, like I am (laughs) end of my rope. Right. And then now we have things like the exhale app and, um, the nap ministry and all of these different organizations that I, I completely admire because they are collectively helping black women embrace their rest, embrace reducing stress, you know, and, and even, you know, for me, the black woman opt out, like 
you can actively opt out of anything that you want to. Anything. Mm -hmm. Anything. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it can, like, I've had guests that opted out of motherhood. Whatever it is for you, right? Like, you can actively opt out and say no or choose a different path. Choose something that feels more organic to who you are. And so in terms of productivity and reducing stress and all of these things, like figure out, what did you call it? Your energetic balance or, or something? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you got, you, you have to audit your energy. Yeah. 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 Audit your you energy figure and figure out when, when it naturally happens for you and doesn't happen. So you know where to put stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think what you said about rest, that is so necessary. Um, and we forget that we can actually pause and take a break and we can be intentional about the pauses or we can do it when our body tells us to and it still be okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of times what happens is when our bodies are telling us to rest, and this is something that I educate my clients on, when we're telling our bodies, when our bodies are telling us to rest, what are the reasons that we don't listen? Mm-hmm. They give me all their reasons that they don't listen. Oh, if I don't rest, then it won't get done. Or if I rest, what if this, that, and third happens? Guess what? If you don't rest, it's still not going to get done because you're not going to be in the right mindset Mm -hmm. or you need to be intentional about where you're going to put tasks. All right. You can decide not to do something and literally put it somewhere else in your day or in your week and communicate to whoever it is that this is when this thing is now going to happen. You're not Mm -hmm. asking for permission. You're telling them just like you and your boundary with 10 a.m. You're not asking for permission. You are telling people that this is my boundary. They have to respect it. And mm-hmm. here's what an emergency looks like. Okay. What you think is an emergency is not an emergency. What mm-hmm. I call an emergency. Is right. Emergency. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, then, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just want to say, and then when it comes to sleep and reducing stress, you have to get your stress down enough where you can actually see, sleep soundly mm-hmm. and, and rest well. Because sometimes you get eight hours of sleep but is it good sleep? Is it the right type of sleep? Is it rejuvenating? And if not, why? Your body is in fight mode. So it's still fighting in your sleep. So just resting, sometimes the sleeping is not quite enough. You have to get your life in the right space to be able to sleep well. Wow. I I don't even know that I've thought about it that way, right? Like you could be getting the required six, seven, eight hours of sleep but is it restful? Is it rejuvenating, right? Like, or is your mind constantly going? And and I say this, and this is kind of like an aha moment for me, if I were Oprah. Um, <laughs> I, I've been having like these crazy dreams for the past couple of months where, you know, like I'm not... I don't feel like I'm getting the deepest sleep that I can possibly get because my brain is just, and, and they're, they're so vivid that I wake up and I can, I can recall the dream I had two nights ago. You know, how sometimes you wake up and wow. you're like, is it a dream? You know, I mean, like I can recall these dreams in great detail. And so to hear you say that gave me like a, a moment of pause, like, I pride myself on eight hours of sleep. I'm very, you know, intentional about that. Um, And again, that's part of why I have that 10 a.m. rule because, you know, I need to sleep until at least 7 a.m., you know, to make sure. But 
I just, that's really powerful what you just said, because I don't know that, or maybe I do know that with everything going on in my life right now, I haven't gotten my life to the point that allows me to rest deeply and unbothered. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because one of my core brand values is rest. Hmm. And, and, but I say rest once you've done all that you can, you rest without guilt and unapologetically, right? Yes. Once you've yes. done everything that you possibly can, there's assist, there is no more to do. So stressing about it and worrying and all of that. Now it's time for you to rest and let the the rest happen, right? As it should. Um, so that is something that I live by daily. Like I'm like, okay, yeah. if I know that I'm good here. I've, I've signed all of the documents. I've reached out to the clients or, you know, I've reached out to the family member and they're not responding. They're still mad, whatever the case might be. Deandra has done all that she can. Now I need to put this to rest, whether yeah. that means just leaving it to the side and letting the person come back to me. Right. Or whether that mm -hmm. means co rest. Um, so if that yeah. is that I, I love I love what you said about rest and getting good sleep. Yeah. And one thing that helps me, and it's not for everybody, but I know for me, it's extremely helpful. And for some of my clients, it's been really powerful too, is planning. And so we think about planning, okay, I'm going to create a to-do list and mm -hmm. put all the things, you know, on the list. It goes a bit deeper than that for me. It's mm -hmm. not just about creating a to-do list. It's about figuring out not what you're going to do, but when you're going to do it in your day and having a plan of attack for the thing. So those energy blocks that we talked about, auditing that energy, is telling you that thing that you have on your to-do list is actually gonna go right here. Mm. But you have to get all of that out of your mind and put it somewhere specific. And that helps me rest. It helps a lot of my other clients really rest because they're, not, they're no longer thinking about it because now it doesn't live in their head. Mm -hmm. It's living somewhere else. And mm -hmm. so even if you didn't get everything done today, you can now say, well, I know that's tomorrow's problem because I put it here on tomorrow. I know that's next week's problem because I put it here for next week. That's not the problem today. I've already decided because I wrote it down. I put it in a certain place that this is what I'm going to revisit, whatever this issue is. So I don't have to worry about it today. It's okay. And that kind of helps you like, all right, let me rest. It's no longer in my mind. I'm sorry, y'all. I, I, I feel I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> this episode clearly is for me. <laughs> Whatever y'all mean from it, <laughs> y'all can take two. But clearly, this episode is for DeAndra Coleman. Apparently, I'm like my edges are snatched, and I feel I'm sorry. No, it's good <laughs> because I am that to-do list person. Like you should see the notes in my phone. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And my, I measure my level of satisfaction and I'm using air quotes, y'all productivity based on how many check marks I have. Right. So mm -hmm. I, and I keep the list. I don't delete stuff because I like to scroll and see the check marks. It makes me feel real good about myself, <laughs> but I don't assign days to it. I don't assign you know, I haven't done an energy audit to assign it to certain times of my day. So when I make a to-do list, I'm just writing everything down and I get to it as I get to it. Um, and then if I don't, it's, it's not a sense of 
uh, an accomplishment. Is that a word? You know, where, where I'm like, oh, I didn't do everything I wanted to do today. I don't feel that way, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, you need to get this done. So figure out, you know, when, but I don't really uh, assign any structure to it. Um, and so as you're, <laughs> you were just talking, uh, I'm, I'm like smirking to myself. Cause I'm like, Deandre, you thought <laughs> you were doing good. <laughs> Girl, apparently not like, so this is, this is amazing. Pardon the interruption as I hope you are enjoying this amazing episode of the black woman opt out podcast. This is just a friendly reminder to grab your opt-out swag and represent the Black Women Opt-Out movement for Black women everywhere. From hoodies to t-shirts, hats, and mugs, the Basics collection of the Black Women Opt-Out is available now at theblackwomanoptout.com. And please be sure to tag us when you post your amazing pics and our amazing swag. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I do it. Most, so, for instance, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you this. For about two weeks, I didn't plan. This is recently. I just was so busy. Back to school season is actually kicking my butt. Um, so I'm. It's a new way of life. Both kids are in school, but one has to wake up at five a.m. I'm not a morning person, but he got to get on a bus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right. So for two weeks, I didn't plan, and I felt like crap. I felt like I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel so behind in life. I don't. I don't wake up knowing what I'm going to do and how I'm going to get into my day. I don't know what I wear. I should knock out first. So I kind of spend time thinking about many different things before yeah. I even start my day. And then this past week, I was like, let me stop playing with myself and plan. And it takes time. It's mm-hmm. not quick, right? Mm-hmm. It takes me 45 minutes to an hour to plan a few days. If I'm planning a week, I need a good three hour block on a Sunday. Wow. Like it seriously takes some time, right? Mm-hmm. But I end up getting a lot more done because the one thing that people don't do is put how much time a task is going to take. They just write it down. And sometimes it'd be a whole project. They'd be like, oh, I'm going to post on social media. Okay, that sounds good. But y'all know that's a project, right? Like you got to create the graph. You got to create the idea, create the graphic or edit the video, create the caption, figure out the hashtags. Don't let it be a video that you need to cover for. Now you got to create the cover too. And then it got to get posted. Mm. That is a project. Mm. And that post that you thought was going to take, I'm going to do this real quick, has now cost you an hour of time. Yes. But you didn't know that because you didn't allocate a time for it. Yes. And you don't think about all of the granular things that go into a task. Mm-hmm. So I can very easily see how this is beneficial, right? But I'm sure some of the the, the pushback that you probably get is, but that's three hours of my time when I could have just been doing the stuff on the list as opposed to planning it out. Right. Like that's how that's how I probably would rationalize something like that. Right. I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, but in those three hours, I probably couldn't could have gotten five things done instead of planning. Right. I probably could have gotten five things done off of that list. But to your point, I probably couldn't have because one of those things would have probably taken way longer than I anticipated. And now I've gone from energy peak energy to low energy because we transitioned yep. my energy zones in that time. And now I'm just frustrated and overwhelmed. And then I put it down and then that's time wasted because the project's not even done. Nope. Exactly. Exactly. And so what happens is that 
we are doing things at underline at, at underline times because we're putting it wherever in our day and so even that hour-long project has now turned into three hours and you even if you finished it you're like oh my gosh this took so much time you realize that you were distracted your concentration was broken you probably didn't get up to use the bathroom or eat during that time which means it's taking you even more time because you're sitting there shaking your leg trying to hold using the bathroom and now you're hungry your stomach growling and it's just taking forever to get it done and it's like if you would have just planned that one hour task maybe would have even been a 45 minute task because you would have planned for it for it and would have mm -hmm. already been done and your brain quickly transitions from one task to the next all right cool that tab is closed in my brain now i'm moving on to the next thing because i know this is what's coming up next in, in my day it's two o'clock i should be here i'm not here why am i not here all right cool let me make an active decision to push that task another two days yeah but you can't do that if you haven't planned anything it's just another task that you know you got to get done yeah 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 let's switch gears a little bit because i want to kind of bring the focus in of opting out and simplifying life right so mm -hmm. i guess my question is how can black women who are looking to opt out and like simplify their lives benefit from more systems and structure right like it seems kind of counterintuitive but I'm sure that there is a way to implement systems and structure to allow you to step back from things and simplify your life. Yeah. So one thing that I encourage people to do is to audit the, the assets that they have right in their life. So some of us have more time, some of us have more money, some of us have more friends and things like that to help us get things done or for the things that we want to opt out of that still need to get done, like those necessary things, like what are the resources that we have at our, our disposal? Creating a personal, uh, I call it a personal operational system, really helps you do that. So there are different ways that you can create it. I like, I like technology, so I use a project planner called ClickUp and I can put, me and my husband use it together to organize the bills so I know mm -hmm. what's coming up because he pays all the bills. I just can't, everything in the world would be late if I do it. Um, so, but he tells me, all right, this is where this money is going. Here's where we have to budget and we kind of work at it that way. But also you can use that for the resources that you have in your life and scheduling those resources. So here's a good example. Say that you don't like to clean. That's me, I don't like cleaning. Um, you hire people to clean. Wonderful. What is the schedule that they're coming to clean? Are there things that you need to have in place before they clean or, or you want to be somewhere else while they're cleaning? Great. Mm -hmm. That can go in that system. You can say, all right, Tuesdays and Fridays, the cleaners are coming and I need to be elsewhere. Every Wednesday, the cleaners are coming. I have it in my plan to go to WeWork to work instead of working from home. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then you have a system for yourself. All right. Here are the things that are happening. You don't like to cook from scratch. You want to do Hello Fresh or Blue Apron or any of those other things. That's fine. But have you scheduled when you're going to go online and do the little order thingies that need to happen for that to, to work out? You forgot, didn't you? All right, let's put it into a project planning system so we can actually create that project for you so you know to do it. You don't have to do it. Okay, yeah. you don't want to do that either. You don't even want to place the order. You want somebody in your life to do it. Like you want your spouse to do it. Wonderful. Put it in that system, assign it to them so they can go ahead and do it. Interesting. I, I love this idea of creating like a project management system. What would you say to the woman who says, 
living by a project management tool or a calendar is not my idea of opting out. Like it's not fluid enough, right? Like I I lived by structure previously and I really mm -hmm. want to have more free time. I don't want a calendar reminder popping up for me to do something. Is there still a way for that woman to systematize things, but give her more fluidity and, and um, like less having to check in with the project management system and things of that nature? So I think that fluidity is a system. Mm. You have set your life up in a way or created a system because a system operations is just your set of laws that guide you. That's all it is. It's not as big or as fancy or even as tailored as we kind of make it sound. It's just the laws of your life that you intentionally put in place. So you intentionally put in fluidity. Mm -hmm. I would challenge her and say, what does fluidity look like for you? And what do you envision needs to happen for you to get there? And mm -hmm. are those things reasonable for where you are right now? Or what mm -hmm. things can we work on to get there in the future? So you don't mm -hmm. want to live by a calendar. What does that mean? Does that mean that you don't like reminders? Probably not. You probably need a reminder or two. Having a reminder that you have to go do something is probably a good thing um, because it, it gives you freeness to do other things because you don't have to think about it. Now your mindset has fluidity because you're not constantly thinking about something that you got to do. Something mm -hmm. or someone is reminding you of it. You want more free time? Wonderful. Let's get the necessary crap out the way so you can do whatever it is you want to yeah. do with your day. Yeah. Now, where where do we fit those necessary things in? Over here. And now you have all this time to yeah. do all the other things that you want to do, whatever those things might be, wherever it takes you. Mm. It's just a, a, a set of laws that guide your life. Mm. Very well said. Um, because opting out does not mean we're not doing anything, right? Like yep. some days it means we're not doing anything, but that could be in your schedule. Saturdays, right? Like if it's a Saturday for you, I'm not doing anything on this Saturday, then great. But opting out does not mean that life does not still happen, especially at, with all of the roles that we all play, right? So if you got kids, you know, unless unless you've given up your parental rights, like you're not <laughs> opting out of your kids. Right? You might set aside a time where you say, this is mommy's time, but you still got to get them to football practice and cheerleading and to school and all of these other things still have to happen. Your household still has to run, right? Yeah. We're not talking about, you know, not showering for 10 days and just, you know, stay <laughs> in the house doing nothing. I mean, if that's what you want for like a, a bit, then cool. But we're not saying life stops, right? So there has to be some governing structure, however you set it up, that can help keep you on task and on track so that, like Simone said, you do have that dedicated time to do nothing, mm -hmm. right? So and, and you're not worrying about everything else that needs to be done because you've planned it in a way that it everything has its moment and its place. Yeah. And so now you're free to opt out. Now you're free to garden. Now you're free to do whatever it is that is bringing you those simple joys in life. And that's what this movement is really about. It's about figuring out 
how you continue to live life, but make those little changes here and there that's going to give you the time to really hone in on those things that bring you joy, that allow you rest, that allow you to take those moments for yourself without guilt. Yeah, yeah. Gang. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of having unscheduled scheduled time. Like it frees your mind because you know you have time set aside to do absolutely nothing and you don't have that internal feeling of guilt. Your mind is free. So although it's unscheduled time, you still schedule the unscheduled time. Mm-hmm. It gives you a sense of, of freeness and mental clarity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So your top three pieces of advice for somebody who's really looking to start that um, stress reduction in their lives and figuring out how to begin this opt-out? What would you say your top three suggestions are? The first one is make a list of things that you love and things that you don't love. From And I guess it's like a, a three-step process. <laughs> so make the list of things that you love and that you don't love. Mm-hmm. Look at the list of things that you don't love and see what you can outsource a hand off to somebody else. And then tell yourself that it's okay to not do the things that you don't like mm-hmm. and repeat it to yourself mm-hmm. and assure yourself and get you the friend that's in your back pocket that's going to repeat it to you when you forget to say it to yourself. So I don't think it's three top, three top things, but that's one thing with a couple different steps yep. that can help you feel less stressed, more at ease, lean, knowing what to lean into and knowing what to lean out of mm-hmm. and having somebody to hold you accountable as you practice positive self-talk is very helpful. I love it. I absolutely love it. So this has been so fantastic. Um, Like I said, I feel gathered. I feel, I feel a little attacked, (laughs) but I like, I've had a lot of moments just like, oh, that really makes sense. You know, like, um, and they're, they seem to be simple changes, right? It's like, do do one or two at a time, right? So for type A personality that probably a lot of the women who are listening are, will be like, I got to do this all at once. Now this weekend, I need to go buy, you know, a poster board and, you know, or dry erase board and I need to start scheduling everything. And, and then they get overwhelmed again and then they leave the project to the wayside. So I'm sure that it's just small incremental steps that you can take. And to start somewhere and then work up to that, you know, if you're planning an entire week at a time, that two hours on a Sunday where you you sit down and maybe make it something enjoyable, right? A cup of tea, some music, like, it, and this is part of your you time instead yep. of it being a chore. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, you said a cup of tea. I was like, oh, I, I, I got myself a glass of wine. Well, I'm right. Like, <laughs> for yourself like it's some of my favorite time to myself I concentrate I focus on me and the things that I need and that I want to feel good about whatever the next week is going to take me and I wake up naturally feeling better so it doesn't become a task it becomes a treat to myself so mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing it's almost a kindness mm-hmm. for the women out there who try and do everything don't give yourself two weeks to kind of figure out what you want mm-hmm. exactly what you want mm-hmm. from life yeah. Just to figure it out, not even to create the plan. Just figure it out. Write it down. Brainstorm it. You don't need nothing fancy. Grab a sheet of paper or people love to electronically write stuff down. Get your iPad. Do whatever you do, right? Mm-hmm. And just kind of create the life that you would like to see for yourself and understand the things that you're already doing. And 
identify one area over a stream of time where you can make a change. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So Simone, please tell everybody where they can find you if they'd like to get in touch. Yes. So I am at the Simone Little on all platforms. So um, mainly I am on Instagram, also on TikTok. Um, and my website is thesimonelittle.com. Um, and there you can find the links to I have a planner that helps women plan out their day better. I also offer sessions where I actually create a plan for your life for you, productivity power session. Um, so if you're like, can I just opt out of the planning part? Yes, you can. I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your insight and your expertise. Um, I can see and hear how passionate you are about this work. Um, and so again, we thank you for being on the Black Woman Opt Out podcast. This has been Simone Little and Deandra Coleman, and I will chat with you all next time. Hey, Deandra Coleman here. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Black Woman Opt Out podcast. I want to encourage you or someone that you know to apply to be a guest if you are interested in sharing your opt out journey. We are always looking for Black women who are ready to amplify their voice and engage in meaningful dialogues that destigmatize opting out, promoting mental health, self-discovery, and challenging societal expectations. Contact us at theblackwomenoptout.com, scroll down to be a guest, and fill out the application there.